welcome back, everybody, to the Steve Bright Rock Discovery Show. I'm Jake Krez, the host—not uh, the host, but the background voice for the uh, for the episodes. You're here once again with Steve Bright, bringing you the hottest rock from today, yesterday, and everywhere in between from Chicago. Without further ado, here's Steve Bright. Absolutely. Oh shit! I told myself I was gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> First fucking thing. Oh, what? <laughs> screw it! It's Saturday on Mild Sauce, right? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's going wrong today, though. You can't say that ever again. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So absolutely is the word we're avoiding. We're going to avoid that from now on. All right, um, three in. So anyway, we are here. It's time to grab your beers, pull out your bongs. We're going to be uh, getting a little spacey with a psych out episode. All right. Um, we've got some new stuff, some old stuff in and around Illinois and a little from beyond. But what you just heard was Nebulizer by Deep Space Pilots. That was uh, off their Point of No Return record from 2016. And I wanted to set that up for the show just to give us a taste of what we're going to be in store for. So it's going to be that fuzzed out uh, psych rock. Yeah, for the uh, for the people that may be less than uh, educated on the psych rock genre, to take us a little, a little bit of the sounds, maybe the feels we're going to be hearing today. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's that... It's that big american 60s explosion filtered through the 21st century so i've got a couple of treats in store we've got a lot of new stuff a lot of illinois stuff local stuff but um i've been digging into some deep cuts and i have found some uh peoria based 60s psych rock that i'm gonna uh, pull out in a little bit that everyone's got in the record collection right? <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> all right well uh Every week, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Steve brings along a a beer and a shirt that goes along with our our theme for the day. Mm-hmm. Do you want to keep that? Are we keeping that under wraps for a moment? Yeah, or we, we could dive right in. So this afternoon, I figured, you know, we're listening to some blue collar rock and roll here. So why don't we drink some Belt and Suspenders India Pale Ale by Buckle Down Brewing out of Lyons, Illinois? So. Nice, hearty, hoppy IPA that we're sipping on this afternoon. It's good stuff. Uh, I think everybody around here is enjoying it. I know I am. Absolutely. It's a little smooth, bit of a hair of the dog. IPA a little bit. Yeah, you were out <laughs> late last night at the show, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I know you're trying to keep that, the review. We're going to keep the review for later. Mm-hmm. But uh, Chi-Town Football, if any of you haven't been out there, one of the weirder venues in the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had a we had a great night out last night. Uh, one of the former guests on the show, Paul, was uh, joining me out for the evening, and we saw a great punk set that will be uh, the feature on an upcoming episode. Okay, so, so no, we'll, we won't say any more about that. Leave it at that, we'll and we will that. get back to the psych out. So, leading out of the beer and into the shirt, I'm wearing this afternoon Dead Feathers. Um, they are a Chicago band. Um, I had an opportunity to see them a couple of weeks ago at Reggie's. They put on a great show. This is a band that um, they've been around since like high school. Um, and Since like their high school? Since their high school, <laughs> yeah, yeah, since their high school. And they've played around the city for several years and finally released their debut EP. And we're going to be checking out something off of that. We're going to be listening to... Um, oh, shit. A little ahead of myself on my notes. We're going to be listening to Night Child by Dead Feathers. Very cool. And uh, if we could check out this shirt real quick. In true psych fashion, this is a, this is a very psych-worthy shirt happening here. Steve uh, not only knows about the scene, he also picks up the merch from the scene. So he, that's how you know he's legit. <laughs> that's a Dead Feathers shirt. Have you ever seen one? The song coming up is Night Child. 
Mouse sauce, baby. Mouse sauce. to uh, a little bit of Dead Feathers, and we just heard a band called Gideon's Bible. 
Um, that's one of those tracks that I wanted to uh, sneak into the playlist today. I thought it was pretty interesting. Um, Gideon's Bible is a local, well, Illinois, let's say, band from uh, Pekin. So it's uh, just south of Peoria. Oh, <laughs> that hotbed of rocket activity down in Pekin, Illinois. Right. You wouldn't think it, but here we go. So, you know, that was pretty interesting. Um, you know, psych rock was a pretty big sound back in the day. And, and you know, you, you have your, your standard bearers in the genre, and it's pretty interesting to be able to find some uh, unheard nuggets from your own backyard. So, Yeah, I mean, uh, Peoria generally is like, for people who might be listening from outside of town that like no matter what the thing you're into is like they kind of have a thing down there like <laughs> basketball they've had some crazy basketball players yeah. they have some crazy history the, the problem is it looks like the hills have eyes down there to get down there you have to go through some very sketchy territory absolutely so, oh yeah. shit <laughs> yeah like for real they have like uh houses that are just like six trailers that are like patched together in a hill like 60 feet above you know, yeah you're getting like, deep into the heart of illinois when you're going down by peoria the heart of illinois is dark and scary <laughs> <laughs> it can be dark and scary and flat and corny <laughs> <laughs> but shout out Pekin. Absolutely. Oh, shit. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> but no, it's pretty cool. And um, we're going to be dipping back into a little bit more some uh, mid, uh, mid-state mid Illinois. Well, and on that point, later. I was going to ask you, because uh, you do a lot of traveling. We've touched on this before, like a lot of uh, how you find music from outside of town, uh, mm-hmm. town being Chicago, Chicagoland. Uh, you also tend to travel a lot for work and take advantage of those trips. Is it, have you ever found yourself like in... Decatur, Illinois, down somewhere like south of I-80 and uh, popped into a show or anything like that? Or is this just more like an internet-based research thing? You know, um, some of this stuff is seeing bands when they swing up into the city. Some of this stuff is definitely um, jamming out to stuff on the internet, um, Spotify, Bandcamp, Mm. you know, SoundCloud, searching around there, actively looking for, you know, new, interesting, different stuff. So Sure, yeah. But no, I, I gotta say, I have not been downstate. Like, hey, it's it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I'm trying to think of the band name. The last downstate band I saw was in St. Louis at the Creepy Crawl several years ago, and I I'm just spacing on who it was, but you know, I mean, yeah, there's not a lot going on. No offense to Southern. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. How, I don't know what the politically correct way of handling that is. <laughs> it's like it's like Indiana, but not quite. You know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're getting <laughs> off. We're getting off topic. Uh, so we're t- checking out today, hey guys. If anyone isn't aware, we're we're looking at psych rock from around Chicago, and uh, from different eras too. That was a little bit. That was uh, '60s sound. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about like how that fits into like the idea of. Uh, you know, psych in Chicago or the lineage that there is here. Yeah, you know, I really like trying to bring a little bit of history into these episodes and show that, you know, Chicago being as big of a town it is, you know, there's lots of niches and corners where musicians have filled those gaps for decades in every genre of music. You know, we're lucky enough to live in a big city where everything has been represented and it's not like, Oh, Chicago's up and coming now, so things are popping off now. You know, things have been popping off forever. You know, right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we were talking about like Disturbed the other day, right? Like that's <laughs> such a random thing to even think about. Yeah, exactly. But again, you know, it's Chicago, and and you know, 
dipping into that myriad of styles that we've seen, you know, kind of rising up over the decades. And, you know, that was, that was something that I was really interested to find where, you know, like I said, I, I didn't know that we had such a, an interesting history in a back corner weird subgenre like, you know, psych rock in the 21st century. You know, it was really kind of popularized in the 60s. And it's cool to see, you know, styles ebb and flow. And I, I'd say over the past several years, it's really kind of ever present in kind of the, you know, underground bar level, mid-level. You know, I've seen... I lots like of psych rock bands over the years and it just seems like you, you see more and more so it's definitely on the upswing yeah i mean psych rock feels like i mean and this is for those of you new to the show uh this is the layman's guide to rock music whenever my voice comes on <laughs> but uh like whenever you know psych rock feels like something that ha- is oh perpetually happening like if you go to any club you go to Coles any night in logan yeah. Square, you're gonna catch like some dudes Usually dirty white dudes doing some like psych rock, you know what I mean? Like, and it's not a bad thing. Like, it's got like it's got this like uh, kind of melodic feeling to it that kind of you can sit and drink beers too. You know, it's yeah. not it's not it's not hurting anybody's feelings. Mm-hmm. I feel like, and that's the nice thing about it. Exactly, you know, and that's that's kind of goes back to like the belt and suspenders. You know, it's very blue collar in mm-hmm. its styling. You mm-hmm. know, um, I'll be talking about it in a little bit, but um, that show at the that we played uh, Dead Feathers from, you know. It was an interesting crowd because there was definitely, you know, that younger, hipper scene that you'd see, you know, kind of like at the Owl or Coles or, you know what I mean, places like that. But then there was like some crusty old motherfuckers, to be perfectly honest <laughs> with you. <laughs> Explain crusty old motherfucker, please. You know, um, I kind of was, you know, scanning the crowd, people watching as you do. And I was struck by, you know, for a set of such young new bands there was like dudes you'd expect to see like walking down the strip in sturgis you know <laughs> kind of that big heavy set biker uh biker crowd and like i said it, it struck me as well i didn't expect to see that but you know that's the beauty of music and it draws in all sorts of people and all sorts of uh you know all sorts of crowds uh what is like a what's like a particular show or like you know when you mentioned seeing like crusty old dudes at shows like what's like the most jarring situation you found yourself in recently in that kind of regard i would say um an interesting one i saw recently and i don't i don't mean to be you know negative or demeaning but there was an interesting your show man do whatever you want (laughs) i try to keep things like positive and upscale you know upbeat so i was struck a couple years ago, seeing Black Sabbath um, on their retirement tour, the end tour um, down in Tinley Park. And, you know, I'm no spring chicken, but I felt like I was one of the younger people in that crowd. I and you telling me this story, actually. <laughs> there was dudes that were walking around in, like, you know, Tesla 1986 tour shirts. And it was like, the way they were kind of, like, bouncing around, you know, all for everybody's energy and everything. But, like, it was... You couldn't help but like look around the crowd as like that was probably the last concert you went to, <laughs> which was which was a little bit jarring. Like back in '86. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's hilarious. Though. I mean, like uh, you see it, you're seeing it for the first time. You know, again, I, I for those of you new to the show, 
I'm ignorant as fuck and I'm just here trying to learn from Steve. So <laughs> that's, that's really the essence of the show is me learning rock from Steve yeah. day in, day out. I just like recognized a band at a, at a, at a bar the other day that I didn't know before. We're going, we're doing well, bro. <laughs> we're doing well. We're going to get there. But, um, I forgot the whole point of what I was saying before that, but no, oh, we in the just rap, kind of talking about that jarring. I was going to say in the rap world, they, uh, you know, you're starting to see like, uh, like that old head, coming around guy mm-hmm. you know like that's just starting to get into that world mm-hmm. uh, it's been around for a while but it's really like now rocks at that point where there's guys from like the 86 that don't even think it's weird that they're at that show right yeah. like it's just like they're just they they think oh it's not it's just me yeah it's just it's such a funny part of music evolving and growing and stuff like oh, that. oh sure you know and, I, part, and, you and, know and you know i think in, in that scenario at that show um Specifically, I think I was probably the the outcast. The, you know what I mean, right. the odd yeah, man yeah, out yeah. in that. So, well, I like I said, I don't to, mean to be negative on it. <laughs> I went to a Sticks and Boston concert with my mother one time because she's mm-hmm. a huge Sticks fan. And really wanted to go. Uh, I was most definitely the youngest person at that show. <laughs> they played more than a feeling. People were. I, it was like uh, I saw this thing the other day about like when uh, I was at, I was doing a a poetry judging yesterday and they had this thing about like when white people hear sweet caroline <laughs> bro when white people hear more than a feeling by boston it's like a whole different thing <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I i think back to a uh chappelle skit back in the day that was <laughs> along those the lines. john mayer one yeah. yeah yeah that was great that was great <laughs> but you know uh true confessions i've seen sticks too so <laughs> hey we're from chicago man mm-hmm. I mean, like what were they? Uh, they were like from uh, Frankfurt or from Rockford or Roseland? Used, my dad used to, uh, I don't know if they're actually from Roseland. My dad grew up in Roseland. They might have been from like another neighborhood right nearby. But uh, my dad had stories when he was a kid of like running down and like watching them uh, practice in their basement uh, when they were like, they used to be like a different name <laughs> and stuff. And like they played it as prom, actually. They were the band that played my dad's prom. That's awesome. It's random as shit, right? <laughs> like Mendel Catholic Prom in what, like seventy five. Well, Sticks was there. You know, I think uh, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, and I very well could be, but I could have sworn I heard stories of like right at the end of Zeppelin's career, they were playing like I think they played down in Tinley Park in like the early eighties, but not like you know the big theater yeah. out there d- didn't exist back then, so. I'm not even sure where they would have played, but you know, you hear weird stories about big well, bands like that rolling through the cities. I mean, our favorite one that we always watch is that that one where uh, the Rolling Stones played with Muddy Waters at that little club in Bronze. Oh that yeah, they somehow got all on video. If any of you are out there, uh, we'll try to put this up with the the final video. Mm-hmm. That, but that's, man, that's uh, I believe. Channel 11, WTTW did a special on it. It was called uh, the Rolling Stones Live at the Checkerboard Lounge. That was really cool. That was super cool. And it was like, it was this, uh, I mean, you know, go watch it. You can figure out everything I'm about to say. But uh, it's just so cool that to see people that shouldn't be in certain certain places necessarily popping up in those places. Like him, like Mick Jagger walking into that club and seeing Muddy Waters and turning into a child all of a sudden. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's really fucking, yeah. that's really neat. And yeah, it was a love fest both ways, back and forth, and it was really cool to see, you know, the generations and the influences playing off of each other. Yeah, definitely. And speaking of generations playing off each other, we just had some music from the 60s. Yep. And then now we're going to dip back into some brand new, or at least within the last 12 months. Um, This is uh, 
Ancient Darkness, Ancient Light from the Velcro Lewis Band off of their Amnesia Haze album, which came out in, uh, I think, July of last year. So, you know, like, uh, like Jake said, we're dipping from the old to the new and kind of showing that progression and showing how that, that you know, the lasting sound of these genres kind of carries through the decades. All right, let's check this one out. This is Ancient Darkness, Ancient Light from... From the Velcro Lewis Band.
we're back. Mild Sauce Live, Saturday afternoon, Psych Out Special. Um, we've been uh, dipping back and forth around Illinois Psych Rock. Um, we heard the Velcro Lewis group with Ancient Darkness, Ancient Light. That was a new track um, from their 2017 record. Um, then we dip back in time and a little bit downstate to, uh, again, Peoria for a band called Remedy. Um, that was an awesome cover of the Sly and the Family Stone track, I Want to Take You Higher. Absolutely. Um, love that track, so I had to fit that in this afternoon. And then we got back into uh, 2017 with Pink Frost and Circles. You know, I'd really... Uh, or no, wait. Yeah. Yeah, my bad. That was it. You got it. <laughs> we got it. We got it. <laughs> and, you know, that leads us into the um, review portion. So we were doing, um, you know, a little bit earlier, we played a little bit of uh, Dead Feathers, and they were one of the bands on this uh, live show that I saw a couple weeks ago at Reggie's. It was Dead Feathers, it was um, Amplified Heat, and it was Radio Moscow. It was a couple weeks ago. It was a really badass set. Um, like I said, we heard a little bit from Dead Feathers. They were the local act um, on that set. They were really badass, um, female-fronted. I felt that they were um, you know, in that vibe of Jefferson Airplane at the height of their power with like Grace Slick, who just ran the fucking table. Or you, know, you think about like Ann Wilson from Heart. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like just real powerful, you know. Um, self-confident, assured, strong fucking rockin' vocals. Um, that's what really drew me to Dead Feathers, and um, it's something that's um, having me keep an eye out. I definitely want to check them out again. They're really entertaining. So, like, when you go to a show, and I know, obviously, and I have taken myself out of this and, like, the things that I cover and I go to regularly, what about the show in particular? Because, like, you get, you're, you're, uh, you're, a little, you know, jaded, <laughs> whether you know it or not. You know what I mean? There might yeah. be things you don't notice, but you do have a reason you go to certain shows. There are reasons that certain shows, show, uh, like, stand out to you. What was yeah. it about Dead Feathers that, like, really caught your eye? I know you mentioned, like, the singing and, like, the like the real, like, kind of throwback feel a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, like, what uh, what about, like, the stage? What about, like, the way they perform? Is there certain things that you really look for? I know I've asked you this question before about Mm -hmm. other bands, but I was just wondering, like, this particular, like, especially in the psych rock genre, I feel like maybe stage presence is a really big thing. Yeah, you're absolutely right, and that's exactly what drew me to Dead Feathers. Um, It was really cool to see them live. You know, I had heard them um, before I saw them, so I was really excited to check them out. You know, as you heard in the uh, the earlier track, and we'll get into uh, another track of theirs in a few minutes, but, you know, that lead singer has just a confidence and an assuredness in her vocals, and um, I was really excited to check them out live, and, you know, confirmation bias and all, you know, they put on a great set. Um, a lot of, you know, with, depending on the genre, you know, you're, you're in metal, you're in punk, and th- that aggression, that power comes through on the recording. I find a lot of times with psych rock bands, you know, they could be the most intricate, best performers, you know, on that studio record, but, you know, you see them live and it just goes to the next level. You know, we've mm-hmm. talked about a couple of bands, you know, that are better live than, than in studio in the past. And this genre, I think, is a particular... You know, the live experience is really where you want to check this stuff out. And as good as it sounds on tape, you know, I'm not going to, you know, diss their stuff. I dig it, and that's why we're playing it. But, you know, live takes it to the next level. And What about the live experience is it? Is it just, like, the fact that, like, 
I mean, I went to a show with uh, Josh Terry a few weeks ago at mm-hmm. the Empty Bottle, and to me, it was cool. Just like you forget, you forget in the world of DJs and other things going on that like people are still playing instruments, that they can still recreate like a work of art in a real mm-hmm. place. I mean, and it really is as we move further and further into like, what do they call us? The aughts or like yeah. the 2000. Like, we're beyond uh, the aughts. We're in the teens. Yeah, yeah. we're in the <laughs> teens and I don't even know what to, what to call it. But it is, uh, I think the value of like, you know, and it's talked about a lot in music and music journalism and stuff is like the, the value of playing an instrument. I think uh, mm-hmm. psych rock is so uh, instrumentally driven maybe. Absolutely. That oh, it does shit. play itself perfectly to like mm-hmm. a long setting. You know, that you're, you're totally on track. I think, um, you know, with psych rock, because it's guitar based, you know, there is wiggle room for improvisation. Sometimes you want to go see a show and you want to make, you know, you're really impressed that like, oh my God, they recreated the record. You know what I mean? Right. You know, there's, there's something to be said about a band that can sound just as good live as they do on tape. But then, you know, like we're talking about right now, it's really cool to check out, you know, some of the psych rock stuff because it affords the band an opportunity to branch out and deviate a little bit. And, you know, I think that's one of the things that makes a strong psych rock live performance is because, you know, these bands, it is groove and it is just kind of like, you know, cruising along and you're getting into it and live, they've got that permission, I think, Mm -hmm. you know, to deviate and, and, and change things up and stretch things out, you know what I mean? To bounce off the audience and be able to be nimble live. And if, you know, the crowd's vibing on it, you could stretch that fucking beat out for a little bit longer. Oh, hundred percent. I feel like, you know, that's, that's a musician's innate like sense, right? Is to, Mm -hmm. to go with a groove where it takes you. But on a record, you can't do that. You can't make, you can't make a 45 minute song as much as you'd want to. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's like the whole, like, uh, to the artist, to the artist type thing versus like to the artist, to the audience type thing. Yeah. Like any artist would love to write, like any writer (laughs) would love to write a 9 million word book, but no one's going to read it. (laughs) So you always have to kind of like take it to the uh, audience. But I do think that the difference between like a a passive audience, like on a, you know, on the internet or something versus like an active audience and like a show setting does allow those very cool moments. I mean, I've seen it like a bunch of different times and my experience has been more with like the, like a Lotus, you know, mm-hmm. who is like, will go off forever and stuff like that rather yeah. than like, you know, some of the stuff you listen to, but uh, same place, same, like coming from the same area, I think. Certainly, you know, I think um, it was definitely, I don't want to say challenging, but you know, as I was building out the episode for this week, I had to be cognizant of length of songs. And you know, we've talked about this Absolutely. earlier this afternoon about you know this this might be a little bit longer because you know by nature this genre has a little bit extended jams. And you know, I could have easily gone down the uh, the uh, you know down the rabbit hole with uh, some 20 minute long, you know, set the controls for the heart of the sun, you know, we also have to edit ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) That's real as fuck. That's real shit. You know, that, that stuff exists and you know, it's it's very cool. And the only reason I'm playing, not playing that stuff right now is, is a bit of a time constraint. We're not trying to waste (laughs) y'all time. You know, I don't want to step on uh, police states uh, <laughs> on his. Uh, well, now you got a new. You got a new. Uh, after, oh yeah, after, well, we, we got the backcourt back with Souls back of Liberty right after you now. So you got you got a little buffer zone. With police yeah, State. keep an eye out for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The basketball <laughs> our basketball podcast radio show. 
with the Souls of Liberty. It'll be mm-hmm. coming up right after this. A little breather from the music before you get back into the jams. See, that's the thing, man. We're just trying to ease you guys in and out a little bit. <laughs> Full Saturday. Once you get through a mild sauce Saturday, you really should have no questions about what's happened in the last week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. What uh, We got to get into a little bit more, though, this psych. What, uh, what do you have for us? Okay, uh, so... We're going to um, dip back in, do another Dead Feathers track. And the first one we heard was a little bit more um, deliberate, deliberate and, uh, you know, um, I don't know, like a, deliberate's a good one. But like this one's a little bit more powerful, a little bit more rocking. And then after that, we're going to swing into the next band that was on the lineup that night. This band is called Amplified Heat. They're out of L.A. Um, I've actually seen them a couple of times. I had an opportunity to check them out last year out in Texas. And, you know, that was an added bonus. Like I said, I was really interested in checking out Dead Feathers. And um, Amplified Heat was certainly a um, happy, happy accident on the list. Uh, not, not accident, but, you know, once I saw them, I was like, oh, shit, they sound familiar. Have I seen them before? And the second they walked out on stage, I knew, yeah, oh, yeah, these guys are going to be great. So we'll... Um, We'll dip into Dead Feathers, and then we'll shift into some Amplified Heat. Okay, so the, the next one we have coming up is House is and Sand? Horse and Sands, yeah. Horse and Sands. I say House and Sands. <laughs> my fault. Horse and Sands by Dead Feathers. To the west we go.
called mm-hmm. On the Hunt off of their uh, On the Hunt LP from 2011. Before that, we heard um, another track off that record called Give It To Me. And then before that, we heard Horse and Sands from Dead Feathers. All right, so take us through a little bit of this. Like This was a, a little bit of a lineage of rock in, uh, in the Chicago, Illinois scene. Yeah. Uh, from Dead Feathers to... Well, now Amplified Heat and West Coast, so... Oh, so you can't throw these curveballs at me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the last tra- the last band we listened to was from uh, L.A., and then the third it's... band, the band we're going to be listening to up next is uh, another Midwest band. Not okay, only. okay. So we're, br- we're, we're breaking out a little bit, um, you know, but like I was saying earlier, you know, um, Amplified Heat is another one of those bands where, you know, we just heard, a, you know, a ripping track, you know, but... That even doesn't compare to how they are live. Um, their live performance is so energetic, and like I said, you know, the the studio performance does not compare to that live performance. And this is just another example of how certain genres are better live. And this is one of those ones where you know you like it live and gives them an opportunity to improvise, impro- improvise, and improvise. <laughs> On Saturday afternoon, I was drinking late last night. Hey, hey, we're not mad at you. I, I, I was surprised you got through that one. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I really enjoyed them. And like I said previously, I got a chance to see them uh, last year down in Texas. And they fucking... That was for South by, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they um, they were a midweek showcase, if I'm not mistaken, at the uh, Stoner Jam, which had a Makes lot sense. of great bands. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, and you went down for South Boy last year. Uh, this year, there's, it seems like it's getting a little dissipated. What was your take on South Boy last year, uh, having been down there in 2017? You know, it's definitely, um, it's definitely established. You know, it, it's it's not a situation where I felt that you know there's a lot of raw spontaneity going on with it. You know, it's very corporatized. It's very monetized. You know, you go down to Austin. And I don't know about you, if you've been there before, but you know, when you're one thing that struck me was when I was sitting in my hotel room, looking out the window, I was looking across like the downtown skyline, and you could see the convention center, that new convention center, Mm -hmm. that beautiful building that they put right in the center of town. But then all the high rises around it are just hotels that service the community, you know, the convention center and South by and all the conventions that they have going on there. You know what I mean? Like city wise, it's, it's deceivingly a lot smaller, I guess. Oh, absolutely. You know, it it comes off as like a big metropolitan area, but like you look and it's like, like I said, I was like, I was struck at like, Oh, that's a Hilton. That's a Sheridan. Those aren't office buildings. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, the Chicago, in me when I went down there, like I went down there between like 2012 for like four years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I remember like after the first year, I just remember being like, this is bullshit. Yeah. Like, y'all got one train that runs one direction for like four stops and you got, got like no taxis. Taxis down yeah. there are terrible. Mm-hmm. Like and even the bike taxis suck. And so you can't get anywhere. You got to walk. It's like a ride Austin or something like that. Well, I, I actually, when I was going down there, they didn't even have it. That was before the mm-hmm. lift situation. So, like, I remember, like, I remember one time we were at, like, the Ilmore to, like, 4 in the morning. And it was, like, this crazy party and all these people. And there was probably, like, 900, you know, a couple, like, a 1,000-plus people at this party. Mm-hmm. It gets out at 4 in the morning. You, if this was Chicago, there would be crazy amounts of, like, you know, taxis and ride share. 
Like yeah. People people would like do crazy shit, but this was like four miles away. I got in a cab with my friend. They asked us if we had cash. We said we had cash. They were mad at us. They kicked us out the cab. We ended up opening all the doors of the cab and leaving them there on the street. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And he had to drive home by himself because nobody would get in his cab because <laughs> nobody <laughs> fucked with him. And like everybody had to walk home. I remember like my feet would be bloody after after. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I had blisters. That, yeah, walking around at that well, show. Yeah, it's only be wearing one kind of shoe. That's the van <laughs> slip on. <laughs> Checkerboard van slip ons. That's how I roll. But no, I gotta say, you know, um, any critique I have is not on the performance because I saw great bands and great performances, but. You know, when you're walking down the street and it's, you know, oh, House of Vans this and Honda sponsored this and like, you know what I mean? Where everything is just like big brand, you know, oh, this is the Showtime house. This well, is, you had you had Alex. Yeah, it's very corporate out there right you, now. You were on uh, you had Alex on last week and uh, like with with having her on last week, you guys were talking about this quite a yeah, bit. Yeah, a little bit. And uh, she was even saying that. Like, in t- you mentioned 2014, mm-hmm. and that was the year that I really noticed that it changed because that was the year, like, Schoolboy Q complained that he was performing. I was I was trying to get in that show. I remember that. It was uh, for the Samsung clients, and Samsung just let all their clients, like, like sell out the show, and then they didn't even know Schoolboy Q, and he got mad because he's like, yo, I'm performing for all these people who don't know who I am, that don't yeah. know anything about me. They just, like, think it's cool to be here. Yeah. While all my fans sit outside with badges that they paid $340 mm-hmm. for, you know what I mean? It's crazy. Yeah, and, you know, there's, a there, like, one of the ones that struck me was, um, you know, we saw a, a showcase that had, like, Kwaku Collins at, like, noon on a Wednesday. And just, like, you know what I mean? Like, Obviously, the people knew it, it was just not well sold. It was like that was one of those examples of a great performance where I think due to just the bigness of things, people missed it because like, oh, the Honda thing is right behind us. And oh, the Showtime thing is right over there. Yeah, I think what happened was like it used to be underground thing for the people who were really into art. Mm-hmm. And then once those artists start growing, the companies came in and realized it was oh, a yeah. bigger opportunity. And once the big money comes in... Nobody's saying no, mm-hmm. and everybody established their own career off of it, and kind of loses, you know, what made it cool at first. Like, I mean, that's kind of right. like the world we live in right now, too. But uh, sorry, me and Tanel are encroaching on the on the Rock Discovery show. No, 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 no you're, fine. you're fine. You're fine. I love it. But uh, I remember, I remember the first year I went to the South by, I saw Binary Star, who's not like the biggest rap group of all time, but like if anyone grew up listening to rap in like the '90s, 2000s, Binary Star is like a or a memorable group. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember Show You Suck did a show with, I forget who, it was like him and Augie and a few other people. And they were still coming up, so they weren't like the cream of the crop yet from Chicago. They were still like on their rise and, you know, doing their grind thing. And they had a huge crowd. They did, like, you know, it was like that 2013, 14 Chicago crowd. You know, they were pulling some really good people. And right after them, Binary Star performed. I was like, I was like, oh, shit, Binary Star. Like, I went over to check it out. (laughs) And... Nobody was there. It was two dudes performed for nobody. Yeah, and it was it was one of the like one of those moments where I remember being like, "Damn, <laughs> <laughs> those guys used to sell records and stuff." Yeah, you know, it, it's certainly it's it's an interesting beast down there. You know, and it's it's gotten so big that there's so many showcases going on. Like, even if you are being diligent, and like last year, I was down there for two and a half days. I saw 53 bands, wow. <laughs> you know, and I was I was 
you know, working it. So I was, you know what I mean? Like not slacking off and like sleeping till noon. And, you know, we were up and out and about hitting those showcases and being diligent and even so, you know, there's so much you can't see. There's so much else going on. A lot of the stuff is getting drowned out about the uh, by those big names and and hype you know, beast as well. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Like once hype beast got a hold or got a whiff mm-hmm. of what's going on, all these kids they got enough money to come down there just in the way mm-hmm. they really don't appreciate what's going on the yeah. way maybe you would. Yeah. And it kind of messes things up. Oh, no, certainly I mean, there so are real, people right? like you, you know like. Kids who don't go, aren't going to spring break and stay going to South by, right? Right. And, you know, it's it's interesting because, you know, everybody's got their own brand and everything. And, you know, you're you're literally, like, running into people because they're too too busy, like, you know, getting their own content and selfieing themselves, like, walking around. And, you know, like, it, 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 people are more, like, into their own self-promotion than actually, like, going down the there to, I think to experience yeah, and actually, appreciate a, and discover. That's an interesting point you bring up because, like, as, as a journalist who went down there to cover that stuff, the first reason I ever went there was, like, you go down there now, like, it's like everyone's that now. Everyone thinks they're that. Mm-hmm. Everyone thinks they're a journalist or, a, yeah. or, like, a writer. Like, they're, like, they're, they're media. Like, their followers really need to get this content from them. Like, yo, gee, like, you went to community college and played soccer. Like, no one's looking for, like, the OG Maco interview on yeah. your on your thing. So, <laughs> on your Instagram Live or something. And, like, but everyone gets down there and they, all of a sudden they become, like, you know, uh, fucking... Media mogul. Yeah, yeah, like Walter Cronkite yeah. and shit. Like, oh, I got to let the people know what's going on. Yeah, right. that's a very stupid part of our... Let the journalists do the journalizing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and that was you, my little self. That was something that, you know, just the way they were situated, I'd, I'd passed by it a million times while I was out there. But, like... You know, complex had like some, you know, a setup, and there was just this this halo of people around like the complex, like corner, where they they just had, you know, they're they're just trying to like jump off of their their name, and oh yeah, yeah, oh I'm at the complex area. You well, know. by the time you went, Fader Fort wasn't there anymore. <laughs> and right? also no. too now, like you should have seen Fader Fort. Fader <laughs> Fort was like that. It's crazy. Like, yeah, yeah, kids just walking around with hard ons, like oh mm-hmm. my god, I'm on the Fader Fort. Because people get like <laughs> amped up about the famous people they might see now, whereas before yeah. it was kind of like it wasn't about the most famous people in the country performing. Absolutely, it, it was, was more about, about people who were like three years off the neck. Being, there. I remember exactly, watching. Yeah. I remember being there when like Chance and Kendrick broke the ceiling at the Ilmore, like. That was a thing. Like, that was a moment. Yeah. Like, the people who were walking through weren't, like, the dudes who were on at that time. Right, seeing J. Like, Cole come up, Big Crick come up. Like, no, all it was like Danny people, Brown was, like, laying underneath a baby grand piano that was being played by somebody else because he was too fucked up on his birthday. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right, right. Like, it was like, and Danny Brown wasn't a household name. And you could time. touch and the like, people. You could touch the artists. I'm now gonna, it's uh, not like that. No mm-hmm. more. Yo, I'm fucking up. Gold on my chain. Uh, Trinidad James. Trinidad James. He's not relevant at all anymore. But I remember him walking through like uh, the Ilmore, and like I was, I like dapped up Trinidad James, and I remember I was like, I ain't shit, and I just like you know, mm-hmm. hung out with like sub what's up to do. So like that, yeah, it was that inner personality. But between like everything, man, from like uh, I feel like it's just the it went from being such a it's it's a it's a magna idea example of like how everything happens in music i feel like you yeah. know what i mean yeah people will always glom on to what's cool and then try to make it their own thing mm-hmm. and that's why music changes that's why rock is sometimes the main genre so i rap sometimes the main genre so and the industry's kind of lost control for the first time in our lives so it was it was a different climate then whereas that now they're back time, in yeah. control of the yeah. internet where it was like if you're not hip and you don't really you're not really about the culture you just don't know who Kendrick is at this point in 2009. You know what I'm saying? Or you don't know who Rat King is at that point in time. You don't yeah. know who a lot of people are. At that and time. so the only people the that came up in, or mm-hmm. the people who are hit, 
instead of being 100%. like yeah. 100%. I remember totally. like I remember seeing uh who's the band I always talk to you about uh from Missouri. I'm like just blanking on them right now. The three piece uh punk band from Missouri that's kind of like a band called Death Radkey. Yeah. <laughs> I took myself into that one. But like I saw Radkey for the first time mm-hmm. at 2014's uh South by Southwest and they were like my favorite band after that and it had <laughs> nothing to do what I loved as a journalist about going to South by was like you could go down as a journalist and find your favorite band for the year like I could go down there and meet Radke and yeah. talk to them and be like and be really like really excited about them and then they'd come to Chicago in October and I would have that like relationship like mm-hmm. Bishop Nehru a lot of other people I met over the years down there Yogati yeah. before Yogati is Yogati but like that's just not the same it's just not the same as it used I to think be. you have to work for it you know what I mean? You have to, you know, because I'll say last year, the biggest one that blew me away was horror. And then, you know, six months later, and we listened to a lot. Of yeah. Show. Yeah. That was um, that was one of the ones I called out on the uh, the anticipations episode. And they are going to be coming back, I believe, on uh, 420 with three teeth at the uh, Reggie's. I already got my tickets. We should probably live stream <laughs> that show. That would be dope. That would be dope. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that was. To your point, I think it still exists, but it's so much harder to wade through the corporate bullshit to get to those nuggets, to get the that authenticity. You know, one of the ones I remember was, you know, I was I was out there and I was like, you know, working the fucking street, going around, you know, Spider House and like swinging out there and then swinging back to the strip and then just going up and down like all day, just like in and out, checking stuff out. And one of the ones that I specifically remember it was getting late and it was like, all right, man, we're off the clock now. Let's go, like, let's go check out some big stuff. But it was some ways, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm sure I am, but like we went to the oh, Empire Garage and, you know, they've got a couple big stages and we went there to see Mastodon and I think like Drake was playing like on the next stage, like just a wall away and you're sitting there and it's like, yeah, I'm here to see the band. I like it all, but like just... Thinking about it in a larger context is like, all right, where's what's the underground nature of this setup? Right. Yeah, you know, no. this can't get bigger. Right. <laughs> and and like cross genre. And, well, you know I mean, what I mean? You got you got the you know, huge hip hop, huge like rock. You know, well, all I mean, the under one roof, and it's like this isn't like the discovery of the next big thing at all. No, right. none of these none of these guys are fresh. <laughs> well, I was gonna say like in 2014, that year that Alex like specifically cited in the last episode was. She mentioned that that was the year she felt it jumped the shark. And mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier about like the, the schoolboy Q thing, but also yeah. it, was, it was the year that they not only had South by, which engulfs that town. And like my sister's actually moving to Austin uh, mm-hmm. in the, at the tail end of South by. And I was like telling, she's like, yeah, it'll be cool. We're going to move in like on Saturday <laughs> in the end of South by. I was like, Haley, for the love of God, do not do that. <laughs> like, you don't understand. And my, my family's all gone down there because my sister was a swimmer. Uh, they've all gone down there only for, like, uh, Big 12 swimming championships and stuff right. like that. So When it's more tame. Right, exactly. Yeah. So Austin, they, normal Austin. Right? Love my family. Shout out all the Krasowski. <laughs> but, like, uh, they, they like my sister was like, you know, my dad was acting like, yeah, you know, like, it'll be cool. Like, yeah, But it's not like 6,000 kids high outside. I'm like, dad, like, you have no <laughs> idea what's going to be happening in that neighborhood at that time. And I think, like, the problem was, in 2014, not only did they have all that going on, which is just a mm-hmm. clusterfuck, they had the, I, they decided, to, I, I will never understand who made this decision, but they had that, then they had the uh, iTunes, like, music festival, which was, like, a three-day-long music festival they did in the middle of South By, oh, yeah. 
and like was a separate festival that you had to buy separate tickets for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, they did the MTV Woody Awards on that Saturday. Yeah. So like <laughs> all yeah, within you the gotta same, have credentials to get in everything. Now you gotta finesse your way through a small everything. town compared to like oh, yeah. And then what was I was reading something about it this year where like you know all right we already got like the full week of the music conference and then before that you got the tech conference. Now they added on like some pregame before that. So like South by is too, almost like a month long right now. Yeah. It's like it's always, six. It's always been three things hasn't it? it's always been tech movies and music right yeah i think, yeah. On that? I think so no well, i know really, it's been tech i know it's tech and, and music and art. for sure mm-hmm. yeah yeah i but, feel like new movies have always been in there at least maybe for the last few years yeah yeah, yeah. but they yeah. i mean they're really stretching it out oh, they totally are, and you're not wrong on that whatsoever and it's um, unfortunate because like it seems like it's a cool city and now being a chicagoan i sweat like the second I got off the plane to the second I got back on the fucking plane, I was like clammy and I was not enjoying that. I'm not a Texas made person. <laughs> I need those southern heat. I need, <laughs> I need a little bit of variation in my life. But you come yeah. outside and the heat is like, hi, how you doing? I'm here. <laughs> Man, you should have seen me walking around Cuba like in the heat. I was. They yeah. got a cooler airport. Though. I will. We don't do there. well. We don't do well down in hot places. No, <laughs> no, no. No, my cracker ass is not made for that fucking heat. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit, man, we've gotten that was that was a little bit of a tangent. We got sufficiently off uh, off topic for real. To but Nell, it was on the rock show, so you know we got off topic. <laughs> Switching genres, real quick. No, all good, all good. Our in house our in house uh, co hosts for all, all shows, Ryan no, Tanel no, and Jake. This is uh, this is Mild Sauce Live Saturdays. This is it. <laughs> you never know what you're gonna get. Hey, we're here. Uh, we got some new music though. What do we got coming up? Yeah, so swinging back along with that um, with that show I've been talking about on this episode, you know, Amplified Heat was a great band. Um, I had an opportunity to hang out with them for a little bit after the set. You know, couldn't have been nicer guys. And then we go into um, the headliner of that show. That was Radio Moscow. We're going to be playing a couple of tracks from them. So. Um, we're going to start off with a track called Stinging, and um, then we're going to lead into uh, Before It Burns, and then we'll come back and talk a little bit more. All right, dope. It's kind of hot. Mild Sauce Radio. Yep. Mild Sauce Saturdays Live. Hey, what you say? There's no one on the stage.
Sauce Live Saturday. We've been jamming out to Radio Moscow. That last track we heard was called "Before It Burns." Before that, we heard "Stinging." Um, you know, energy, energy on that. Mm-hmm. Great guitar work, great musicianship. You know, this is getting back to you know just blues-based American. You know, jam out rock and roll. You know, you get a lot of influences of like Buffalo Springfield or the Paul Butter- Butterfield Blues Band going on in that you sure, know butterfield blues band. <laughs> <laughs> you know again though you know great fucking musicians um you know these guys put on a great show um this is what we were talking about a little bit earlier where this is a band that draws in young kids draws in this is like this the sturgis crowd was uh, mm-hmm. was showing up along with the uh with the hipsters to see these guys so it was very cool to see that that bridging the gap and you- going from past to present do you feel like that is kind of the ultimate ideal of music, as rock music especially, like to to bridge that gap? I feel like bridging mm-hmm. the gap, low key, is kind of the ultimate goal, right? Like to be able to touch new and old. Yeah, you know, bridging the gap definitely. You know, if 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 the genre is gonna you know evolve and grow and move forward, certainly. But you know, I think to a certain degree, you got to be careful with that. You know, my punk ass soul says, you know, destroy the system. So you know, you don't want to. Yeah. You don't want to. <laughs> You don't want to be that friendly and nice, but, you know, this is not punk rock, so different uh, mindset. But I really enjoyed them. That was a great show, um, if you get an opportunity. um, I believe Dead Feathers is playing again really soon. uh, I'd be remiss. Shit, if I didn't uh, remember the name of it, but like I said, we went out drinking Friday night, so <laughs> hey, I'm a little foggy. It's, Saturday, so it's a Saturday afternoon. This is Hair of the Dog. We'll certainly post it up uh, on the website afterwards. But, you know, Dead Feathers, they were the local act in that set, and they were well worth it. They're going to be playing again. If you dug what you heard, certainly check them out. And I think uh, we're getting a little bit close to the end of the set this afternoon. Absolutely. We got one song left. Yeah, Uh, we got one song left. So I wanted to do a couple of uh, shout-outs and uh, wrap this baby up and get everything ready for the backcourt coming up. And, you know, that leads me right into my first first shout-out, man. Keep an eye out for Souls of Liberty. They fucking kick ass. Absolutely. Hung out yesterday, or last week, watched the (laughs) uh, debut episode of the backcourt, and I'm certainly going to be hanging out, checking out their... uh, their fucking insight. We gave you guys a little taste of Tanel. <laughs> a little taste of Tanel on the his uh, debut on the Steve Bright Rock Discovery Show. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and I, I much appreciate his uh, his input and his conversation. You know, fucking awesome to see a little bit of a crossover on he, Mild Sauce on Saturdays. You never got to ask Tanel for his input, man. <laughs> he always offered up. <laughs> yeah, so keep an eye out. You know, he might be jumping in again soon. So um, much appreciated for that. Um, shout outs to the three piece. The morning show, you know, they fucking kick ass. Uh, Portia, Jamal, and Sean doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Totally appreciate them in the mornings. Um, totally appreciate their their kind of setup for me in the afternoons. And then, you know, obviously, as always, keep an eye out for DJ Police State. Fucking kicking ass in the afternoons. 
we might have a party from him tonight. We'll see. He's throwing a little party up the way. Uh, we may be live streaming it. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> we're going to get to the backcourt, though, in a little bit. Mm-hmm. This has been uh, the Steve Bright Rock Discovery Show. This is our man, Steve Bright. You can follow him on all the socials at Collarbone666. And uh, tune in every Saturday at somewhere between 1.30 and 2 p.m. We'll get that time locked down for mm-hmm. you like a little more solidly <laughs> in the next couple of weeks. But somewhere between 1.30 and 2 p.m., you can co- catch the Steve Bright Rock Discovery Show right here on Mild Sauce Radio. Yep. MildSauce.co, Twitter.com, slash Mild Sauce Radio, at It's Kinda Hot. This has been the Steve Bright Rock Discovery Show. Yeah, thanks for for checking us out again. Thanks for uh, keeping an eye out every Saturday. Mild Sauce Live is awesome. Our ride out song is gonna be. This is gonna be. This is again a dip back into the '60s. So we're gonna wrap up with uh, Teddy and his patches. This is a deep cut track from back in the day. It's called Susie Cream Cheese. Enjoy. Let's get it. Thank you guys. Tune in again next week. Susie Cream Cheese. This is the voice of your subconscious mind speaking, Susie. Susie. What's got in you? Never want to touch the ground.